The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey is a leading provider of advanced reproductive technologies, sharing its knowledge with you. It's time for Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. There are many incidences where reproductive surgery can make a difference in a woman's fertility and the ability to conceive and carry a baby to term. My guest today is Dr. Alan Martinez. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Martinez. What are some of those instances where reproductive surgery could really make a difference in a couple's ability to conceive a baby? Thank you for having me today. I appreciate the opportunity to talk. So... In an evaluation for infertility, uh, a woman undergoes several tests, and that includes uh, looking at both the uh, uterus itself and where an embryo would implant, as well as the tubal architecture of the fallopian tubes. So those are two of the common places where we can find some pathology, and that pathology may need to be corrected in order to increase a woman's chances of conceiving. So what are some of the surgical treatment options that you offer at Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey? Well, we offer several types of surgeries. We offer hysteroscopy, where you essentially um, address problems within the uterine cavity itself, such as uterine polyps or fibroids, which are different types of growths that may be found in the uterus during infertility testing. Uh, specifically with a sonohistogram, which is when we look at the cavity of the uterus, or a hysterosalpingogram, which is also looks at the cavity of the uterus. So hysteroscopy is one of the procedures. Another thing we can do is we can do minimally invasive surgical techniques, such as a laparoscopy, and this can either be done with handheld instruments or through robotic means, where we use a robot that has arms that we control in a very precise manner to potentially address issues surrounding the ovaries, surrounding the fallopian tubes, and more structural things within the, found within a woman's pelvis during her infertility exam. And then finally, we also sometimes do open surgeries where we do a larger abdominal incision to deal with uh, larger uh, problems within the uterus, such as large fibroids or other things that may need better access and removal within the abdomen. And lastly, we also offer, in some cases, for some individuals, a uh, tubal reversal procedures. For people that have prior sterilization procedure, we may actually repair and reconnect the tubes in attempts to, to uh, allow a woman to conceive. So let's go back to hysteroscopy for just a second. Tell us a little bit about the procedure. Is this an outpatient procedure? What's, what is it like for the woman to undergo some of these? So a hysteroscopy can be done both as an inpatient and outpatient setting, and it really depends upon the specific pathology or the issue that we're trying to fix. Uh, In in many cases, a woman will have the hysteroscopy uh, under either light anesthesia or under general anesthesia to allow the surgeon to completely remove any sort of structural things that are inside the cavity of the uterus. So what it involves is uh, it's a same-day procedure, and, and if it's done in the office, then you, you come in and you undergo some pain medication, and it's done uh, while you are awake. In the case of the hospitals, you have uh, general anesthesia or light anesthesia for about 
30, 45 minutes at most, and then you go home the same day. You recover, and usually afterwards it leads to very minimal bleeding, such as the end of a period, or even no bleeding, and uh, just some mild cramping. But women do very well to the, with this procedure, so they're back at their normal activities within the next day. So if you're using that to view the uterine cavity, then if you find stuff, adhesions, fibroids, scarring, can you treat them at the same time, or is that a separate thing? No, it is it is see and treat. So we have a, a diagnostic hysteroscopies where you just look and you find pathology, but we have, uh, in today's world, there's fancy instruments that we can use and several different ones which allow us to perform an operative hysteroscopy. So we remove the polyp, we remove the fibroids. They're devices that, that cut into these tissues to normalize the, nor- the lining of the uterus to make it hospitable to an embryo. And we can do that, and then the, any specimens are sent off to pathology for analysis. And in a large, the vast, vast majority, greater than 99% of the time, all of the specimens that we find are of a benign nature and they're non-cancerous. So tell us a little bit about robotic surgery for infertility in the da Vinci surgical system. So the da Vinci is a form of laparoscopy where you make several small incisions, oftentimes less than uh, one centimeter or 10 millimeters, and it allows precise uh, surgical movements that prior to the, to the development of the da Vinci robotic surgery uh, uh, device that we were limited as far as uh, general surgeons and as far as reproductive surgeons. So what happens are these small instruments go into the patient's uh, abdomen. The abdomen is distended with fluid. Um, and the um, fluid will actually allow you to work within the cavity of the abdomen itself. And using precise robotic handheld modules, we can precisely control the a, in very millimeter-sized increments of precision, move these instruments to allow us to perform really amazing surgery to where we can repair tubes, we can take out ovarian cysts, we can uh, repair adhesions and really restore the normal anatomy of a woman's pelvis that previously we wouldn't have had the dexterity, but the robot allows us to really do that. What are some of the benefits for the patient? Well, anytime you use minimally invasive surgery, which are just the small incisions on the abdomen, it, it is a quicker surgery in more cases. It allows more precise, uh, like I mentioned, precise um, development and, um, and uh, precise attention to the cavity of the, of, of the abdomen and fixing the pathology. It also results in less bleeding for patients, so it's safer. And overall, the recovery results in much less pain. So patients are back on their feet much more quickly. So when we're talking about a myomectomy for fibroids, this type of procedure seems pretty common. Do a lot of women suffer from fibroids? Yes, fibroids are, are quite common. Greater than 50% of women will have a fibroid uterus that is found at some time in their life or at, at a later time when they start having medical issues. So it's a very common thing, and oftentimes in the world of fertility, it can impact a woman's ability to conceive. So it is a common surgery. And this is one you can also do robotically, yes? 
correct. In selected patients, yes, it allows us to take out fairly large fibroids out of a out of a small incision with minimal blood loss and quicker recovery time. Is there a risk that the fibroids will come back, Dr. Martinez? Yes, fibroids are benign smooth muscle tumors that grow within the uterus. They respond to estrogen, which is a product of the of the ovaries themselves. And each of the fibroids are independent growth. So although we may do a surgery and do a myomectomy, uh, there may be other fibroids that we can't see are not yet developing that may recur afterwards. However, in most cases, women have just a few solitary fibroids, and it's only when they really get to a certain size or they're a specific location within the uterus that they really impact fertility. So not all women with fibroids need to have myomectomies, but those that have larger ones or, or, or fibroids that are found within the cavity of the uterus, those are the ones that need to be addressed in these patients. At the beginning, you mentioned tubal ligation reversal. Many women have assumed that if they've had tubal ligation, this is an irreversible procedure. Speak to that procedure for a minute. Well, when a woman presents to our office with a history of a, of a tubal surgery, what we need to do is we need to assess uh, the length of the tube that remains the type of tubal surgery to see whether they are candidates. And what we can actually do through minimally invasive means is that we can go and actually take out the, the occluded part of the fallopian tube and then reapproximate the tube so that it is then open. And for some women, especially women that are of a younger reproductive age and have a high chance of pregnancy, this may be an option. Now, it's not an option in all patients, and that's why it's discussed on an individual basis. But oftentimes in women that have had previous tubal surgery, if you are not to address the tubes or you to proceed with fertility treatments, then those patients must undergo in vitro fertilization. And so in some cases, in the selected patients, we can avoid that. In just the last few minutes, wrap it up for us, Dr. Martinez, about what you tell women every day should they need a surgical procedure procedure for their fertility and why they should come to the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey for their care. Well, here at uh, Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey, we uh, take patients and we meet with you in an individualized fashion, take an extensive history to find out if and what surgery is best for you. We counsel you, and we work together as a team to provide the care that you need. Many of these surgeries have a very quick recovery time, and in many cases, they can result in increasing your chances of conceiving to to a large degree. So we're happy to meet with you, and we look forward to um, calling and setting up an appointment to discuss these issues with you. Thank you so much for being with us today. What great information. You're listening to Fertility Talk with the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey, RSCNJ. And for more information, you can go to fertilitynj.com. That's fertilitynj.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.